Welcome to Puck Talk CS. It's Chives here with the boy, Steve-O. Today, we're going to be talking about starting six. But first, with this new season, subscribe to our website on the homepage to never miss our episodes. Every podcast will be sent in an email directly to you. Monday for Fantasy Wires, Fantasy Aoki Discussion, two-minute-long podcasts, and Wednesdays, Wednesday mornings, early in the morning, you'll get an email, probably like 7 o'clock normally, East Coast time. And those are full-length episodes where we'll be talking about different topics, different conversations, debates. And in today's episode, we will select a player from every position to build our team a starting six of this third of the 2022-2023 season. Yeah, and if you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Come on, got to get on that. Sup, y'all, Chives? You know, it's always great to be rolling here with you. Coming out today, wow, December 7th. Best time of the year is coming up right here. Gotta love it. No better time. So listen, let's talk some puck. Steve-O, how did we assess these things? Just for the viewers, folks, we assessed each position. So we'll be choosing a center, right wing, left wing, two defensemen, and a goalkeeper. That would be our starting team if we could pick an all-star type team for this third of the season. Now, it's important to note this does not, these choices do not reflect the postseason last season. 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs, Stanley Cup final, not part of the conversation. What's also not part of the conversation is past history and the difference from last season to this season. Meaning, we've seen players that have developed, have grown, and are even elite talents or were elite talents last season that had made a major step into the 2021-2022 season, 2021-2022 to 2022-2023. That's not what matters to us. What matters to us is in these first 20 games, who we pick in at center. Steve, who are you picking as your top center? All right. I'm sure, listen, I'm sure a lot of you listeners out there could have a lot, a lot of different choices throughout this segment. So we'd love to hear it. You can put them down below. But coming up for center, listen, for me, this was a no-brainer. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's there's obviously a lot of great and debatable choices out there, but I have to go for this season with Connor McDavid. You have to. I mean, you take a look at it. He's the reigning first star of the week, and he is on a six-game, 13-point scoring streak. Throughout that streak, he's had six goals, seven assists. He also has a five-game goal streak, and of course... There's no surprise here, in my opinion. He is so filthy. He's got that speed. He's got outstanding skating skills. And he's just so dirty. I mean, on the power play, he is just so filthy with Leon Dreisaitl. They are just a force to be reckoned with. He just buried the overtime winner against the Florida Panthers last week. And he currently sits up top the NHL. 47 points through 25 game. He's gonna He leads the league in assists. In power play assists, power play points, he ranks second in goals, and he also ranks second in power play goals. So I think that's just enough said right there. And really, when you take a look at the top power play units in the league, the Oilers have one of the best ones, and it's obviously because of Connor McDavid. So in the center position, I have to pick Connor McDavid on my squad, Chives. Yeah, and for all the kids listening, what you want to pick up from Connor McDavid is his skating style. I don't think we've ever seen a skater this dynamic in NHL history. Now, granted, Steve Murnow and Chives here, Matthew Mugno, we're 
we're about two decades old. You know, we didn't watch Bobby Orr. We didn't watch Wayne Gretzky. But Connor McDavid, undeniable, quite possibly the best talent in NHL history when it's all said and done. We can't really speak to that, though. And even though that contradicts my statement from before on how we're assessing these players, Steve just threw at you all the stats. He doesn't just lead the 32 number one centers in the league in these categories. He's leading the entire league. And it's no doubt that his skating style, his speed, supreme edge work, point production, it's just astounding how shift to shift you watch. And if you're from out of market and you watch three Connor McDavid shifts, you are guaranteed to be blown away if you just keep your eye on him and track him the whole night. Now, Steve, you took a lot of those statistics I was going to throw out there. So let's move on to your left winger. Who are you taking at left wing? Ooh, okay. So we both agree with Connor McDavid. That's right. So left wing, for me, this was another no-brainer. And listen, this is a league packed, jam-packed, dominated by left wingers. And I, for me, this was a no-brainer this year. And it's obvious if you're a hockey fan and you're following hockey, you know that Jason Robertson is the real deal. Now, listen, how about this, Charles? We might have a little debate here on, on the left winger. But for me, it's easily J- Jason Robertson. You know, and he was the third star um, of the week as well. He's got five goals in his past three games. Stars took a big, big, big two wins last week that they needed to get back on track. And how about this? He he had an 18-game point streak. This one's going all the way back to October 27th, which is too shy of the franchise record. He scored a hat trick last week. Couple games ago, uh, um, in the game uh, against the Ducks. By the way, the Ducks suck, but we're not talking about them. Um, but he, what he's doing right now is very, very special. I mean, he's got a great hockey sense. He's got great hands. He's got great puck skills. If you watch him, he really is the real deal for me. I'm going Connor McDavid at center, and I'm pairing him with Jason Robinson on the left wing. Oh my goodness, Chives, this kid is something special. Jason Robertson, and we agree for the second player in a row. Jason Robertson takes the cake at left wing. I'm going to take his league-leading goal total. Right now, he's at three more than Connor McDavid. And the most impressive stat to me is that he's shooting at 22%. And in his point streak, Mitch Marner and Jason Robertson will be playing tonight. Both of them have an 18 and 19-game point streak. The most impressive thing to me is that they play. They each have a one one game difference in their point streak, but Jason Robertson has three times the amount of goals that Mitch Marner has in that goal streak. Marner with nine and Robertson with twenty four. So I think that's the most significant statistic is that his goal production's insane this year. My argument though, Steve, Ooh. and you know who I'm picking here. I think all the fans of the podcast will know Matt Kachuk has always been and remains that dog for me at left wing. His sandpaper and grit, 16 hits, coupled with production, 32 points in 22 games played. He's the second point leader at left wing behind Robertson. And he's also managed to be more significant in that trade between Florida and Calgary over that of Jonathan Huberdeau thus far into this season. So he trails Robertson by seven goals, but I think his value to his team He's been ranked around the 6-7 spot in Hart, early Hart Trophy uh, rankings. 
So I think Matt Kachuk's right there as well. And I think his different style of play makes him unique. And I think that's why I would also take him as my left winger. If, 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 you know, McDavid battle of Alberta, you know, I'm sure they're not over that uh, Kachuk and McDavid, but Steve-O <laughs> right wing, who you taking at the right wing position, who you flanking with Robertson and McDavid. Who, who am I fitting into this? The best line ever. Oh my goodness. Listen, I got no other choice and I have to go. And this shouldn't surprise anyone as well. I have to go with David Pasternak of the Bruins. He is rolling right along here. I know that there's a lot of other, a lot of other debatable players out there. But again, I think you have to give it to Pasternak. And if you're watching this season, you would understand why. He's rolling along with eight goals in his last seven games. He's got 17 goals this season. And he currently sits tied for fourth in the league behind McDavid, behind Robertson. And, and he's on pace. And how about this? I got a hot take coming in for you right here. But I think Pasternak is going to surpass 50 goals this year. I I really do believe he will do that because if you just watch him, he he's great. And I think that he's no doubtably one of the best right wingers in the game. And he's had a great year and a really big point to why the Bruins were able to get uh, a lot of spark early on in the season. And of course, it's because you got Davey Pasternak over here pounding in goals every night for you. So for me, I got David Pasternak on the right wing. Chives. Do we agree again, or we got somebody different? Bro, I, I hope people don't start like leaving the venue here because we do agree again. But <laughs> I have a little bit of a rebuttal, okay? And I think this is why our take's a little bit different. Pasternak is second to Kucherov in points. So initially when I'm writing my notes, Nikita Kucherov, and I'm like, oh my gosh, why does no one talk about him? Nikita Kucherov leads the right wing in points silently all we've heard about all season is how great Pasternak and Svechikov are doing this season Kucherov never never gets the attention I think he rightfully deserves until it's like game seven in the Eastern Conference final and he's out uh right before they're playing the Islanders two seasons ago 2021 and everyone's like oh my gosh she's a huge piece uh also Rams just claim QB Baker Mayfield anyway um Nikita Kucherov just does not get that attention i think ever since he won the heart in 2018 like the marketing just hasn't been there you know um but he leads the right wing in goals and is tied with rantanen and Sveshikov. i'm talking about pasta right now and he's eighth in all positions in the sport in points and tied for sixth in points uh so i think that that's significant because pasternak may not lead his, you know, the league in these totals may not lead his position. He's behind Kucherov. But here's the difference. Kucherov goes down. Steven Stamkos is having a great season again, coming off of probably his best season in years, last in 2021-2022. Alex Killorn is having a pretty good season. They have a lot of weapons in Tampa. Pasternak. It's really coming down. Yes, it's all team playing Boston right now. I understand that. The system's great. Montgomery came in, great system. Everybody's playing in their strengths. But take Pasternak off that roster, and you lose a lot of the character, and you lose a lot of the skill. So I'm taking Pasternak at my right wing because right now I think for his team, he's performed and been more significant. That's my take. Steve-O, 
You got two defensemen to select. Go for it. All right. I love that. I love that take. Jumping right in here. I think this is where we're going to start to disagree. All right. How about this? I'll go with one one defenseman that I'm going to say this is my number one guy. And this, I think a lot of listeners probably will disagree with this. But I'm going to go with Rasmus Dahling. I'm going to say he's my number one defenseman. I'm going to put him over Eric Carlson. I'm going to put him over Cam McCarr. Listen, I think I have two takes on this guy. Number one, when da- when you're playing against Darlene, he's going to come after you, and he's going to hit you hard all game long. And my second take is to remember that first take. And we've seen that all year long. We saw it last year, and this year, I mean, he's been outstanding. I mean, he's been really definitely not surprising at all. And his offensive play has been fantastic. And I think his defensive game thrown into that mix has turned him into one of the NHL's most complete players. And given all those vicious hits on opponents, I think he's going to become one of the most feared defensemen in the game in years to come. But let's take a look at this year. He's got six assists in his last four games. He's kind of bounced back a little bit. He had a little bit of a dry spell for about a week and a half. The Sabres, I don't want to say fell off, but they had a tough week. And so did Darlene. But listen, he's come back to it. He's up to 29-point chives, 15 on the power play. And that brings me back to my point before. Offensively, he is a beast. He's a tank to be stopped. He's got over 80 shots on net. He's got over 40 hits. He's got over 45 block shots. And this is all in 24 games Definitely a reason why Buffalo has stepped it up this season. My number one defenseman is Darlene. Do we agree here? Steve-O, we don't, but got to give him his flowers. I think for anyone that's listening, go to our archive for five minutes and you're bound to find last season. His last 16, 15, 16 games last season, he had an impressive streak. So we've been talking about Darlene for a little while, and now I think he's really coming into his own. He's averaging 25 minutes a night. He's become the number one defenseman over a point per game. Very impressive. I'm taking Adam Fox, though. 26 points. He is playing arguably, I believe, 27 after last night. I did my notes on Tuesday. Uh, What's today? Tuesday. I did my notes on Sunday, maybe. Anyway, arguably his best hockey right now arguably his best Steve and I watch these games these are very subjective takes yes but I really do think that this is better than his 2021 postseason run and his Norris 50 game season he is third in points and leads New York in points with 27 despite their mediocrity this season his zone exits entrances power play quarterbacking stick checking on the defensive side is akin to that of Connor McDavid and Kale McCarr in their consistency of their strengths. And what I mean by that is I'm not comparing Adam Fox to Cal McCall. And I'm not comparing Adam Fox to Connor McDavid. We know they all three players are very different and very unique. And Fox doesn't have that same explosive skating style as McCarr, as Connor McDavid. Probably not really close. But it's the strengths of his that shine to me. He's putting up the point totals now too. He's not these guys, but his strengths make him the best in this third of the season. I think 
on the defensive side of the puck. On the blue line, I'm taking Adam Norris Fox. Steve-O, who are you taking as your other defenseman? I think we're going to agree on this one. Back to Adam Fox real, real quick. I think he definitely has improved on the defensive side a few things. He's a little shaky on the in the postseason and, and the end of the regular season last year. But how about this? 19 points in his last 17 games. So Chives couldn't have said it any better. He's definitely putting up the numbers now. All right. Coming up here, the final defenseman, I got to give it to Eric Carlson. And this could be a surprise. A lot of people could be sitting here going, what? No Kale McCarr? Yes, no Kale McCarr on this list. I got to give it to Eric Carlson. Now, listen, we've talked about it earlier on the on the Eric Carlson, John Tavares Hall of Fame episode. Listen, he's sitting right now. He's got 11 goals, 23 assists. He's got over 85 shots on net. He's got over 30 block shots in only 28 games. He's managed to stay healthy. He's hanging in there, here and there. I mean, he's playing on all sides on the puck. But not only that, I was watching a few, uh, a few of the Sharks games recently, and you know, he's such a force on the power play. I mean, they've he's. I don't want to say he defines the Sharks' power play, but he is a staple of the Sharks' power play. You remove Carlson out of this lineup, this Sharks' power play is not what it is. And it's not great to begin with. But, I mean, he really is playing a full, complete game up to this point. Not even 30 games into the season yet. So I have to go with Eric Carlson over Cal McCarr. Not to say, listen, we all know Cal McCarr is great. It's outstanding postseason player but this we're talking regular season up to this point it's eric carlson over kale mccarr i got dalene carlson now chives are you taking eric carlson you taking somebody else do you have kale mccarr steve i love that you keep it a buck by the way you're like yeah their power play stinks anyway and you were before you were like the (laughs) ducks suck but uh i've Kale McCarr, Kale McCarr, psych, Eric Carlson. His redemption tour, whether it lasts or not, is truly special to me. Uh, I think 1.23 points per game, 25 minutes of ice time, in 34 less games than last season. He is only three points away from his 50-game, 35-point, 2021-2022 season, last season. And 10 goals at even strength. No goals on the power play, but he's a freaking merchant with the assists on the power play, that tells you something like he's not just feeding on five on five, even strength, shorthanded minutes, you know, crunch time with block shots. Like he's doing it all. His defensive play has improved. And it seems like he's found that fountain of youth. Um, No, no Kale McCarr. I think the reason for that is because he's just, maybe it is a comparison to last season, but he hasn't blown me away to, out of the gate. Uh, and I think if if you just like think about if you were a fan of the game or you just became a fan of the game, I think that if you're looking at the game of hockey right now, you would probably look at Darlene, Eric Carlson, Adam Fox is probably the top three right now in the NHL. Like if you're a 10 year old fan or maybe a 50 year old fan and you're like, I don't know hockey at all. And I'm just going to watch some of the games and and look up some stuff and see what's going on with the media buzz. These are the players that I think top the defensive side of the puck and do top 
the forward position. So we got starting five, Steve. We have two defensemen, three forwards, and we need a goalkeeper. Who's keeping the puck out of the net for you? Now this is going to be, to me, I think out of all the positions, this is the most debatable one by far. And I know, listen, there's a lot of good goaltenders out there, but there's also a lot of good goaltenders this year that have struggled. So for me, I, this option was very clear to me, and I think I'm picking the best goalie this season so far, and that's going to be Logan Thompson of the Knights. Now listen, how about this the other night? Uh, we'll give you, I'll give you an, an example of this. He had a monster performance the other night, stopping 40 of 43 shots against the Bruins. Now, he played an impressive game, not to mention his road play and his road record is awesome this year I, I think hands down if you watch this guy he is the best goalie in the league this year he's unbelievable I mean he's 13 and 5 right now and he's got a 0.921 save percentage I think that speaks for itself and really entering the season I know the Knights had a lot of question marks coming up to the season I know we weren't hot on them during uh the season previews but Thompson answered the call and he stepped up in the biggest way possible and you really don't see a goalie thrive like this especially on Thompson's level coming into this year uh this year around this time of year but he's proven he can win the big games he's toppled every major juggernaut team that you would consider that in that tier he's beat them this year and he's proven that he can stay and he can play and he's been fantastic 13 and 5 chives I got to go with Logan Thompson in that. Like you stated, I think the most impressive thing is how he's played those top teams. Like you said, those are medals for your jacket. Those are those are honors to be wearing. Stud them on a jacket. You know, like you mentioned, Bruins. You're talking Oilers. You're talking teams that have some high-powered offense, top teams in the league. He's beat them, no question. And this is a player, as you mentioned, that, Coming into this season, the question mark in Vegas was goalkeeping. And that's actually been probably their best individual strength in one player uh, all around. If you look at their whole team positionally, I would say at the goalkeeper position, he's the strongest individual on the team. Okay. I differ in my response. And this took some research because, you know, Steve and I, listen, we got lives outside of here too, as obsessed as we are with the NHL. I'm going with Connor Hellebuck, and my statistical rebuttal comes with the fact that he's fourth in the league in wins. He has a 931 save percentage and three shutouts. The most staggering that steps him or stems him apart out of the top five goalkeepers in wins and save percentage in the league, he has 23 more shots against than Thompson, who out of the top five this season is next to Hellebuck with 540. And he has 61 more shots against than the third-place goalkeeper and Alexander Georgiev, the Colorado Avalanche goalkeeper, by the way. Something else to note, all these goaltenders that I'm bringing up and I'm about to bring up two more are the top five teams in the league. So I think that's also notable. You see, when when your goalkeeping's on, you're the best team in the league, man. And he has a 229, which is only second to Vitek Vanacek of New Jersey and Linus Olmark of Boston in goalies with 11-plus wins this season. So I think that Hellebuck, like if I'm taking a guy, he's facing a volume shot total that's more than the other in the top five. 
And I think that says something considering he has a 931 and three shutouts as well. So I thought Hellebuck was the the choice. He has, a, I think, a thinner defense and thinner defensive style than the other top goaltenders in the league in front of him. So I'm going to take him because who do I want to keep pucks out of the net, right? A guy who's faced more shots than anyone else. Yeah, and not only that, but he's doing well as well. He he just had a shutout against Colorado the other night, and he had a he had another game a couple of weeks ago against the Stars, which where he only gave it one goal, and he's been playing pretty well. I am a little surprised that you picked him, but I, I see why. I, I I see why. Um, and I think this is a good debate. You could for for you know any of these positions. Chives going with Connor McDavid at center, going with Jason Robinson on the left wing, David Pasternak on the right wing, and then on defense, Eric Carlson, Adam Fox, and then Connor Hellebuck in net. I'm going with Connor McDavid at center, Jason Robinson on the left wing, David Pasternak on the right wing, and I'm taking Darlene and Carlson on defense, backing up Logan Thompson in net. That's who we have. Wow. What? Imagine all these players on a team. I mean, that would be just insane. It's like an Olympic-sized team. Unbelievable. Hey, let us know who uh, who you guys have in the comments section. We'll have some activity going on with the socials. So let us know who you would pick, who your rebuttal is, who you think the top player at each position is. And enjoy the rest of the week. We're coming upon really that we're really in the one-third mark of the season. So. I uh, look forward to watching some more hockey and watching that Stars Leafs game tonight. Oh, that's that's gonna be a good one. That's gonna be a good one. Uh, before we end, real quick, Chives, who who we think is keeping up their streak, Robertson or or Marner? Jason Robertson. It's in his home building tonight. Apparently, mom's wearing his jersey, but watching the Leafs warm up, saw that online today because. It's brother against brother, Nick Robertson, who they've been talking about for years in Toronto about his coming out party and his brother, Jason Robertson for the stars. I'm going to take Robertson. He's got that goal scoring touch and Marner has nine goals, but I feel like there are a lot of secondary assists in there. I agree. Well, that wraps us up here on this episode. Please, if you haven't listened already, go listen to our curfew boys episode that came out last week. That's still a good listen. Always remember it's just the luck of the puck.